obviously they made some made some plays. We had a hard time staying in front of them at the end of the day. Um, I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! Coach, just talk about what, what Saturday represents now. Oh, just we'll get ready to play Tennessee. We were, we were incredibly outmanned at the end. Had three, four guys on the bench in foul trouble. Joke! Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl joining us. I'd say someone had an issue Jeez. with the officiating. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I've ever heard that before from Bruce Pearl or anyone not named uh, Bobby Knight in college basketball. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. <laughs> smashed! <laughs> it's almost like a uh, borderline WWE promo, right? It really is, yeah. It's pretty good. Huh. Didn't – I saw that the game was on. Didn't didn't catch much of it. I think Auburn blew a but, pretty big lead. I didn't watch much of it either. It was close, and they, they lost at the end. The game was in Tuscaloosa. Is he going to get fined for that? Uh, You know what's funny is I feel like some coaches would, but it's just kind of like, oh, that's just Bruce Pearl. He's a little bit crazy. So I don't I, – I, my guess is – and he probably already has, and I'll look dumb – I don't think Bruce Pearl's going to get fined. Isn't it strange that – I guess I kind of understand it to a point. Uh, if you have bad officiating and you call it out, I, I, I guess there's an avenue to file your grievances uh, with the officiating through the conference instead of doing it at the, at the, with the press on television – because I guess they don't want like the integrity questioned by the coaches, but that's like a uh, living in a dictatorship where you get fined I for know. questioning any of the yeah. uh, any of the calls or anything. But if we're wrong and we actually do admit it, we'll issue a public apology that means absolutely Later. nothing. Um, instead of like making it right in a game that may have cost Auburn a chance at the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Good on know. you, Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Sounds like we're on your side with this one. Which he, is it's crazy, though, because I recently watched uh, – I didn't, I didn't get all the way through it, but I watched a big portion of – have you seen the documentary on uh, – oh, gosh, what's his name? Tim Donahue, the – Oh, the, re the referee that was, like, betting on games? In the NBA, yeah. yeah. Dude, it is – Basketball, it's almost impossible to catch those referees if they're doing that. Sure. You know what's funny is like a, like what you just said, right? If a coach at the time came out and was like, the officiating was terrible <laughs> and saying how bad Donnie was. They should all be fired. <laughs> they get fined after the game and then they find out eight years after. Oh, actually, he was like, uh, he was gambling on the games and like maybe calling them for in favor of what he was betting on. Yeah, it's, it's funny how that yeah. works out, you know. Where does uh, Bruce Pearl's crazy? Um, he's definitely a top three sweater of all yeah. time in uh, collegiate sports, mm -hmm. but this isn't the first time we've heard him say something out there. We'll also be doing the Dead Sea. The guys will get a chance to go to the lowest place on earth and, and float, and hopefully they'll be smart enough not to splash or fart because either one of them can be painful. 
All right. Oh, you think you? Oh, you don't think farting's an option? I'm just, just, just try it at the Dead Sea. It's not a good experience. I didn't believe him, so I thought I'd go ahead and try it. Nah. Nah. There you go. Bruce Pearl told his team not to uh, fart in the Dead Sea. Not well, sure hey, if they actually li- uh, did that or not. That's good advice. And if I remember correctly, I could be wrong on this. Maybe someone could correct me on the text line um, because that made a big. That was a big deal whenever he said that. But then I guess the team ended up going and. After he brought it up, not everyone wanted to heed the advice just to try and test it out. Sure, and yeah, I, it's I, the worst thing he could have said. I know, and I think uh, I think they wish they had have, had had listened. It's like to I him. believe, coach, but I just want to see, like, let's see how bad it hurts. See how it, bad it, it is. A tale is oldest time, Tyler. We try to tell those, uh, whether it's kids, whether it's whoever. You try to to list off the mistakes and the and the things that you wish you would have done differently, and they never listen to your advice, which is fine. If you know, if we ever listened to the advice fully of the generation before us, we'd basically solve all of the world's problems instantly. Sure. But we got to learn on our own. Where does uh, Bruce Pearl rank in most psychotic head coaches of any sports? Now, really, this is two and three. Bobby Knight is number one. Bobby Knight is number one pretty much in all facets of life, whether it's coaching Indiana, Texas Tech, or wherever else, but especially on the golf course. All you have to do yeah. is YouTube Bobby Knight golf, and you're <laughs> going to see some some of the most uh, colorful and creatively colorful language you've ever seen before. So Bobby Knight is the most psychotic. Really, the question is, is Bruce Pearl in the discussion, and who else fills out the top three? I hate admitting this, number one, um, that Bobby Knight golf uh, outtakes clip is could basically just be a recording of me playing a round of golf. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Um, I don't know. I don't think Bruce Pearl's all he, – he's not – is he psychotic? Uh, I mean, he can get there. He's not consistently psychotic like Bobby Knight was. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Text line can help us out with this one. I bet you felt in 2001 that you were hanging out with the five most psychotic coaches of all time back in those days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That list is uh that list is pretty good. Like the, I think I think several of the coaches that were at Oklahoma football in the early 2000s or make the list in some aspect. Mangino back in 2001, you, <laughs> you don't say? You think he could have competed for that? Yeah. Um, well, Mangino, and then uh, Kevin Wilson replaced him, and he was kind of the same way. Uh, yeah, you just you can go through the list uh, up and down the, the entire coaching roster. Uh, let's see. Steve from Bakersfield, California says, come after me. I'm 40. Gundy. I wouldn't put Gundy in the most psychotic uh, coaches of all time. Yeah, you know. Far from it, actually. There's some coaches that are, you know, psychotic, you think, of like just the verbal um, outburst and, and stuff like that. But there's also some that are just cold and calculated Urban Meyer? That's who I immediately thought of. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You don't, I don't know that we have a whole lot of Urban Meyer like outbursts. 
I don't I don't remember any that, that just come off the top of my head like famous outbursts. But he cuts deeper though. He's when you he, get yelled at, it's almost surface level most of the time. But Urban Meyer, I've always thought this with Coach K too. Like you rarely saw Coach K just go berserk during a game. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I bet he's like just the meanest person of all time when uh, he gets after you. It's not he's not even yelling. So you take it a little bit harder when he says it, and he just says stuff that just cuts deep. That's Ur- Urban Meyer for sure, though, and well, probably Coach K. Coach K, he he's first got into coaching under uh, Bobby Knight, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Like, was it like Navy or something? Uh, Army was it Army? Army? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, Jim and Arlington, Woody Hayes, Ohio State, socking the Clemson player. Yeah, that's... punching another player would quickly move you up to the top of the list. I feel like. It was a good Clemson guy, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he was asking for it. Yeah. Kendall says Howard kept water from players during practice. True. More common than we probably realized back then, though. Very true. Well, I, like, I think he was uh, a a bit beyond old school. Because um, like, you heard about some of that back in the seventies. I remember my dad telling me that. They wouldn't let him drink during practice. They would just give him a bunch of salt tabs, <laughs> which I feel like is Sweet. maybe the exact opposite thing of, of what you should do. Um, but yeah, that's now Bear Bryant Junction I, Boys. Did Junction you ever watch boys, that when yeah. you were in, when you were in college? Yeah. Ooh boy, yeah. Bear Bryant's probably on there somewhere. Les Miles is bat blank crazy. That's from Landon House. That's yeah, there's some truth there. Uh, Bill Belichick is the quintessential quiet psychotic type. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. Uh, you remember Woody Hayes punching an opposing player after we scored? John L. Smith is on here. Mike Leach is on here. Um, yeah, so we're getting a lot of Woody Hayes. Yeah, and we we got to mention Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good psycho, though, if there's such a thing. Dan Campbell's good. He's a, he's a fantastic so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right, and, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. So detailed on that. Here's how many shots we're going to take. Here's the kneecap that we're going to bite off on, on our way down. <laughs> it's good, he, a good psycho. He did think about that for quite a quite a long time you know he he really went in depth on that before he uh he got to the mic and really thought about that fight going down hey it worked detroit looks like they're they're continue to creep into the the right direction there yeah no kidding uh i believe we'll have bob stoops coming up next segment real quick what'd you feel about the uh, basketball game last night other than a bunch of people tweeting and texting me that OU finished with 69 points on the evening uh, <laughs> which the committee has to take into consideration, don't they? I think they do. Why not? Um, yeah. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. I, I. It's. I still think, like, no matter what, it's like a win in your end type of situation, and I don't think we're going to win the conference tournament. So, like, 
just kind of how it goes. Kansas State is a uh, – they're a good team. And that's they're a good team, a and you played them on senior night. That on was a road, full house. Yeah, yeah that was – it's a lot to ask. I mean, this team was always going to have a tough time beating Kansas State on the road. Last night was probably the toughest ask of them all to win on that senior night. We looked at it yesterday. Tickets were over $100 for that game. Really? But yeah, a couple hours before tip-off. Dang. Crazy. Well, you know, it was um, – it's it's one of those things where you, you fall behind at half and, you know, you give up a, a, a bit of a run there to close it out, and you just – we we typically, especially on the road, don't have the firepower to be able to run someone down. You know, sure. like we've won some games where we've been out in front and teams have just been really poor shooting the basketball, trying to to make a run to catch up. And we've lost some of those too. But I feel like we we are not a come from behind type of team. So no, I mean they, I mean I, I guess they can fill it up at times from beyond three, but. It feels like the times that they're shooting it well is when they're playing from in front rather than, you mm-hmm. know, trying to erase a 10- to 12-point deficit. Yep. Yep. No, that's right. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. Coach Stoops joins us on the other side. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your premier team of orthopedic specialists. With five highly trained orthopedic surgeons, three fellowship trained sports medicine physicians, and locations in Norman, Newcastle, and Midwest City, we'll work hard to get you back in the game. Ortho Central, number one in sports medicine and orthopedic care. Call 405-360-6764 and schedule an appointment today. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. If you have damage from the recent storms, call Gary Cavins and his crew at Cavins Environmental. Gary and his crew can help you with storm damage. That means tarping and boarding up, cleanup services, water extraction, build-back services, and dumpsters that Cavins will haul away after they are filled up. Don't be fooled by out-of-town contractors. Give Cavins a call today. Do it now. 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress-up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. At Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, we are committed to serving our community. Our 24-hour emergency services keep you at ease, knowing day or night, rain or shine, we'll be there for you and your family. Since 2008, it's been our mission as a family-owned business to provide you with the highest quality workmanship and top-notch customer service. So give us a call today or visit us online at normanair.com. Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, 
the company you can count on. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It's week three of the XFL, and coming up on Sunday at 3 p.m., the Orlando Guardians at the Arlington Renegades. That game will be on FX and ESPN Plus as well. Bob Stoops joins us now. Um, Coach, what does a Thursday of game week look like for you today? Oh, just kind of like Wednesday of game week through college when we played on Saturday. Now we play on Sunday. Everything's a day later. Uh, very similar, though, in the way you practice and game plan. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully we can play a little better. Losing last week hurt. Don't like that. Uh, had a really poor offensive performance that, uh, you know, and uh, so hopefully we can play a little better this week. Yeah. Um, what's What's it been like so far? Um, you're, you're two weeks in. You've won one, lost one, as you mentioned right there. Just kind of as you as you've gathered everything up to this point through through training camp and the first couple of weeks, how do you feel that you guys have have kind of composed yourself here? Well, I like it. It's been good. The guys are awesome. Uh, really, I think I've got to still have a really good staff, and you know, we just uh, having trouble finding a rhythm offensively. So hopefully that'll change. We, you know, just got to keep practicing, working at it, and. Uh, you know, we play an Orlando team uh, this weekend, and hopefully we can play a little better. But I'm, I'm still enjoying it, and uh, it, it's been awesome. I forgot to ask you about this after the first game. I believe it was T.J. Barnes, one of your defensive linemen, had an interview during the game, and he was telling uh, Cole Kublik that he was weighing around 420 at Thanksgiving, and now he's down to 358. What's, what's the story behind that? That's a pretty dramatic change 60 there. pounds. No, Jay Hayes has been a longtime defensive line coach in college and the NFL, and he said by far and away he's the biggest human being he's ever coached. Wow. And he is. He's the biggest uh, biggest uh, player I've been around, and uh, and he's doing great. He, he really does a good job, plays well. What's that like? You know, it's it's – 
it's drastically different than than in college to have players giving interviews on the sidelines. You've got you know, all of the mics are, are there live on the broadcast, whether you're calling plays or the quarterback in the huddle. Um, I, I think it's good for the fan experience, but what's that like from, from you guys' side, you know, knowing well, it's that? Part of, it's part of our league. Yeah. You just accept it. And the guys have played so much football, they're not disturbed by it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're talking to a 19-year-old or 20-year-old who, you know, is just in his all of a sudden in a big game or something. These guys have played in all kind of games and, you know, for them to give 30-second interview or minute interview isn't a big deal. They go, you know, and then even for us, I'm just, I'm just hoping they have a delay on my mic. That's all I'm worried about <laughs> on occasion. But, uh, but anyway, um, it isn't a big deal. And, again, we understand being in this league. That's part of it. That's part of the attraction for people to hear how we, you know, how we call defense and offensive calls and all the different terms, you know, we use are always – you know, kind of fun to listen to. So, uh, you know, I, I saw the one highlight of us calling uh, Daffy Duck when we put our tackles out wide. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just have certain terms that everyone relates to that, you know, you, on the field that you know what this means. And uh, so I think it is fun for the viewing public to, you know, know what all those, how a call's called in the huddle or, you know, play called in the huddle or a defense is called and, and uh, our coaches talking to one another. Anyhow, it's uh, not a big deal. We had a post this week um, just kind of pointing out it was 12 years to the day, I believe, since uh, Sterling Shepard committed to OU. And, and he was kind of an interesting case study because he was, if I understand this correctly, not only was he a highly ranked prospect coming out of Oklahoma City, but he was around your program for quite some time. So what was the dynamics of that recruiting li- yeah, uh, like with so him? It's a, it's a great story. You know, we losing his dad, Derek Young. Uh, I, I really liked his dad. He was a, such a neat guy. And as a GA force in our first half a year, year, and then he – got a full-time coaching job out at Wyoming with my good friend Dana Dimmel. I'm sure I helped uh, Derek get the job and you know with Dana trusted me and anyway he passes away and I just know being a son of a coach's uh, my father being a coach son of a coach you're I was in I was hanging around locker rooms my whole life and I just wanted Sterling to have that opportunity as a little guy we had him you know we'd meet Sherry his mother and I'd have, if I couldn't grab him after a game, Matt McMillan or Julie Watson, would, my assistant, would find him outside the locker room, bring him in, give him gloves, hang around the team, you know, and just wanted him to have that experience, and he did all those years. We'd bring him to our football camp and, of course, take care of him and comp him and, you know, just always, you know, thought of him that way, and, and it was just natural because – uh, we, you know, we got to know Sherry well, and I wanted him to have that experience because I know he would have had it with Derek. And uh, then here it is. Now it's time to recruit him, and I, you know, and I'm like, this is this guy's great. I, I loved watching his tape. I watched him all the time. I'm like, we're, you know, we're offering this guy, and everyone was on board. And I spoke at his dad's funeral, and I always kept his what what I I had a one-page uh, thing on my eulogy, or not that I eulogy, but I, I was one of the many speakers. 
and I, I had it all written out, and I could not, I always kept it in my top drawer in my office. I never could throw it away, and this was a lot of years later. I don't know how many, but it's a bunch. I mean, Sterling was a little tyke when this happened, and I just could never, what do you do with it? I'm like, I'm, uh, I, I, I just kept it in my drawer in, in my office. So now I know I'm going to go off for Sterling, and I go to his house and see Sherry and his sisters are there with him and Sterling's there and I I'm going to offer him and uh I offer him a scholarship and I think he wanted to say I think he said oh yeah, they want to talk about it I said well I chuckled and I said we well, better not talk about it too long <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and that was fine but I said I want to leave you with this and I had that you know typed out paper that I where I spoke at his dad's funeral and I said I want you to have this and uh, and that was my is the only copy of it. And uh, and I said, you know, you were or give it to your mom and Sherry. And I, I want you guys to have this. And it was all the you know, what I had spoken about, you know, at, at the funeral. And I just kept it all those years. And so um, anyway, it's really a neat story. He's a he's a special guy. The whole family is Sherry as the girls are. And uh, just uh, Hopefully he'll recover from this injury and continue to have a great, great year. I texted him during this season. I don't know how something popped up the Tennessee game at Tennessee, and he just controlled the game. He had such a huge game, and I hit him. I go, man, I go, Sterling, I forgot what a huge, huge game you had at Tennessee. And he hit me back, smiley face, and, you know, whatever, just appreciate it, Coach, love you, whatever. So it, it's neat. Just threw him yeah. the fade, let him go yeah. make a play. That he was, made it. That was an incredible yeah. game. That was that was awesome. What a moment. Well, he, he made a, so many plays in the game. Yeah. Oh gosh, it felt like um for a couple of years there, he made every single play that you guys had through the air. He was Oh, you know, no doubt. He was he was a great, 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 great player. Which is which is fun, you know. That was awesome. Uh I I had one more for you before we uh let you get out of here. Combine's going on right now and there was a guy earlier this week, and not to get caught up on this, but for some reason he made the claim that Adrian Peterson was not a generational prospect at running back. And uh, <laughs> obviously he, he caught a lot of flack for that, but I wanted yeah, to – Yeah, that's, that's a pretty foolish <laughs> comment. I, I wanted to ask you about Adrian, and rarely it's, – it's super rare there's been a handful of guys that – are basically ready for the NFL right out of college. And I feel like Adrian was one of those guys. How Did you have many players that were like that, that you feel like no. just physically were already able to go to the next level? No, um, he, he was different. Um, from the second he walked in, he never lost a conditioning race. He never lost a sprint. He never lost a – you know, was always a leader in the weight room. Everything he did, you know, when you got your juniors and seniors coming in, because at that time we couldn't go to summer workouts, mm-hmm. which is foolish. But uh, now all your juniors and seniors are coming through like, Coach, where do you see this guy work out? I'm like, yeah, I, well, I watch enough film. I think I know what I'm going to see. <laughs> and uh, he never let anyone beat him in anything. And uh, incredibly special um you know, and, and and his work ethic, his toughness, and his talent. I mean, it just goes without saying. He was like a brick wall when he walked in here and left, you know, just a little bit bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that was close from right from the start was Tommy Harris. His athleticism at D-line was incredible. You know, and, I was wondering uh, about Javon Curse, but yeah, maybe he had to fill out a little bit. With the, he was so well, tall and lean. I got to Javon in his second year, and I, I, you know, I would guess he he was in that category when I got with him, just in his year two in '96. Uh, yeah, he was ready to go. <laughs> he was in, he was incredible. That's a good point. Yeah, Javon would have been one of those. I mean, we he'd pull around ahead of practice and. He'd be out there bumping, and running on a receiver, and they'd, he'd run a the receiver run a fade route on him, and you couldn't even see the receiver on the boundary. He'd be running stride for stride with him, mm-hmm. and you know, and how big he was, the guy you couldn't even see him, you know. So it was he was he was incredibly talented too. Last one. There, here's the uh, least surprising thing that you're going to hear all day long, and I know that you're busy, so I'm not sure if you're able to keep up with it or not. Uh, Patty Gasso's got another really good softball team, Bob. Uh, yeah, they, they played the number that. one team and they uh, beat the number one team 14 to nothing in five innings in their own uh, home state last uh, Sunday. Don't worry, I was watching. I don't if I if, wherever I'm at, if it's on TV or if I can find it, I'm watching. So uh, love watching them. They do such they're such a fun team to watch, just with the explosive hitting and you know the the great fielding, everything about them, Patty. Their whole staff and the team, they do a great job. So, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, and I'm always watching as well, wherever I'm at. All right, Coach, we appreciate it. Sunday, 3 o'clock, we'll be watching you guys. Good luck. All right, appreciate you guys. Boomer Sooner. All right, thanks a lot, Coach. You are getting a uh, what's it like on the yeah. text line. That was actually that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice when you said it? No. Oh, the well, text line sure did. I, you know, I, I, I did kind of uh, stumble there for a second. I almost fell back on, uh, coach. Talk about Bill Snyder a little bit yeah. and, and how <laughs> big of an influence he I have nothing else to ask. How about Bill Snyder? <laughs> how has Bill Snyder affected your game plan in the XFL? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting us. 651-3439. We'll get to some of those text messages next. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, men, you hurry. Let's move, move, move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've You've got got our our word on it. 
The big dance is almost here, and you know what that means. Join us Monday, March 13th for the rest 22nd annual 68 team giveaway. Live at Buffalo Wild Wings, off of 19th Street and more from noon to 7. You want more ways to win this March? Then put your bracket prognostication to the test against the rest of the Ref Army in the Ref Bracket Challenge. Brought to you by Wonderhouse Design and Consign. The Ref, the home of Sooner fans, and your home for the best giveaways this March. Dreaming of your own backyard oasis? Be the envy of your neighborhood and let Signature Custom Pools help you create the perfect poolside paradise. Their professional design expertise can transport you into your own Mystic Falls, suburban sanctuary, or Mediterranean retreat. Settle into an endless vacation, entertain your family, friends, and get the signature touch with Signature Custom Pools. Call them for a free consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com today. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Oklahoma. This message presented by the OSSAA and the Oklahoma Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Great stuff as always. That was uh, one of the best uh, interviews we've had with uh, Coach Bob. That was Seuss. fun. That was that was really good. That was really good. You yes. uh, you ask him about his former players, his current players. I think that's his favorite subject, just to to brag on those guys, which is which is pretty cool, honestly. After all the success that he's had, that that's still his favorite subject is his former players and former coaches and really everyone else but himself. Does not like talking about himself, but does he like talking about his former guys? One hundred percent, absolutely. How about how about Shep? Uh, after all those years of coach, uh, keeping him around the program, when they offer him, he's like, "Yeah, we'll think about it." Yeah, you could tell Bob was like, uh, "Okay, I thought this one was easy, but all right, guess I got to work for it a little bit." Uh, that's good. By the way, um, if a couple of you texted about the app, so let us know on the text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine if you didn't get to hear all of that interview because of the app. Um, we may need to replay that, especially what he said about Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That was good stuff. Good to hear from him. Yeah, I wondered, you know, coming from college football where everything is – I mean, it's secretive in the NFL, but they play preseason games against each other. They practice against one another. Um, well, you can, like – if you're an NFL reporter, you can go in the locker room every single day. Right. You can't – like, you can't go to a – a practice most of the time if you cover a college football right. program. So I, I wonder what that, that type of access is like. And I know that where the XFL is right now, the uh, the stakes are, are much lower, and they're just trying to, you know, put an entertaining product out there. But it's got to be a little bit nerve-wracking that 
your calls are being broadcast on television, and that's clearly going to be recorded uh, by the other teams, and they're going to be able to to look at it for verbiage and everything. But I just that's got to be stressful as a as a coach that's been your entire career trying to yeah. keep those things from other teams. Look at all these people. App missed the AD part. Didn't hear it on App. Missed the whole AD part. I didn't hear anything about AD. How about this? <laughs> During the next break, I'll cut out the AD part and I'll, uh, I'll I'll play it coming up next segment. Does that work for everyone? Yeah. It's pretty good. Because the question was, I don't know if anyone heard the question or not. You just asked him, how many guys did he coach that were like, ready to be a dude from day one mm-hmm. and obviously ad was that guy yeah they're they're few and far between and you have to kind of be at a position where like running back would be a position i think in the nfl that you could hand it to to someone and say let's go see what you can do a little bit different like on the offensive and defensive line totally so much experience needed there. Uh, it's not just about athleticism. You've got to have a really, really good, um, you know, tool chest there and in, in stuff that you have to be able to to take to the field. So, I think like running back, wide receiver would probably be the only two that you could be able to do it. Uh, by the way, coming up at four p.m. today, Teddy will have his uh, acceptance speech live for winning best local radio personality from the Norman Reader huh. Choice Awards. So. How about I don't that? know if you have that written down or typed out or just memorized in your head, but look forward to hearing your acceptance speech today okay. at 4 p.m. Yeah, we can do that. Which you'll say, thanks. And that's, <laughs> that, that'll be the extent of it. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, all right, let's go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, okay, yeah, we got you. Thank you for everyone for sounding off that you didn't hear the AD part. We'll, we'll get to that coming up next segment. Um, old school coaches didn't give salt tablets by themselves in the middle of practice. They had you take a bunch with water before practice. Mike and Norman, Muskogee football, 1960s. Uh, there you go. Um, that, he was probably on the same team with the same coach as my dad in Muskogee in 1960s football. So, um, there you go. There's the formula right there. Get the guys a belly full of water before practice and start throwing salt tabs at them. Yeah. Maybe it works. I don't know. Recipe for success. Oh, thank you, Dallas Bill. Reminding you, tickets for the car show. Yes. Uh, first person that texts us, I really want to go to the OKC Auto Show. Okay. We'll win two tickets to the OKC Auto Show. 405-651-3439. Nice. 24-7 sports is projecting everything th- these days, man. They've got way too early bowl uh, projections. They've got way too early polls for every single conference in the country. They are even projecting every single college game day site coming up this year. Now, they project three different weeks for a a Big 12 team to be involved in a college game day site. Yeah, I can pick them. Okay. I I was going to give you at least one hint, but it doesn't sound like you need the hint. There's three of them. Okay. OU Texas. Okay. Yeah. Texas, Alabama. Yeah. And the only other one I could think of, but I think it's too early. I was thinking about TCU, Colorado. No, that's it. That's three. it? Did you, did you see the article or no. are you just that smart? No. Just that smart? Yeah. I, I don't – they're not going to have game day at are you sure? TCU, Colorado. I don't know, man. Like, that's such a big story. Is it the second game of the year? It's the first game of the year. It's the very first game of the year. Colorado plays Nebraska at home in their second game of the year. And, I mean, the fact that TCU played in the national championship last Dude. year, I won't be surprised at all if it's, if it's there. Okay, well, 
I don't like what the opening slate of games looks like is obviously a big factor in that. But man, if college game day opens up the season in Colorado, well, it's at TCU. Oh, it's at TCU. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Man, I was about to say, but still, the fact that Colorado's getting that type of platform. Yeah, I, who knows the last time Colorado's had college game day at one of their games. Probably would have been like a Big 12 championship or something. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. You'd probably have to go way I don't know. Back. I don't remember them ever. Maybe they were in Boulder in like the 90s or something, but I don't remember them in the <laughs> early there, 2000s. When, was the, when did they first have game day? I think in the, in the 90s. Oh, they yeah. did? Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's crazy, but even though it's at TCU, that still, that amount of exposure, that makes whatever they're paying Dion, that makes it worth it for free exposure to be on college game day. And you're going to be talked about in, in that, you know, in that setting, you're not going to have a record yet. Like you're not. Like everyone's going to be saying really positive things about you leading up to it. Sure. Now, what happens after that obviously is on you, but it really doesn't matter. That amount of exposure for that program is They it, could not have organically grown all of this attention by themselves no without Deion Sanders. Like no not way. even we wouldn't we probably wouldn't have mentioned Colorado once all offseason long outside of who they hired as their head coach if it wasn't for Dion. Right. And and that's the thing, man. Is 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 maybe it goes well, maybe it crashes and burns. But the way it looks right now, regardless of what happens, and it might be crazy to say, that Colorado made the right hire here with all the attention that they're getting, the season tickets they've sold, the spring game tickets they've sold. Teddy, they've already sold like over thirty thousand tickets to their spring game. Colorado, yeah. they've generated so much money off of this deal. It's worth it, almost regardless of what happens. LSU, Florida State. Is that week in Orlando? I and, think that might be on a Sunday, though. I, 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 okay. Yeah. And South Carolina, North Carolina, in Charlotte is also that week. Um, so, I don't know. That's big. That's big time. If um, Did they do one in TCU last year? I feel like they did a game day there. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out what big home games they had. Did, were it wasn't they with us? Was it? We no, didn't no, I don't think so. Were they Were they in Austin for the uh, TCU Texas game? Is that maybe, maybe what you're thinking of? Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. That's that's big time. If uh, Colorado was able to pull that off to to be on the opening college game day. Text line organically grown and talking about Colorado. I nice. see what you did there, Tyler. Very, I didn't very even nice. mean to do that, but you're right. Thank you for. Making me look better than maybe it's bad that I don't know this, but was there a did we have the the recreational marijuana vote recently? I saw tweets last night about whether to vote yes or no for it, and everyone side. I don't. Is that vote today? Is maybe. that vote it's tomorrow? Up, I, I don't know. I didn't know if it already passed, but it's. I guess it's coming up quick. We could be the uh, gosh hashtag weed you weed you. Mm. There you go. I like, actually like that. You have a midfield logo with a big marijuana leaf in the middle of it. <laughs> be sweet, wouldn't it? For the spring game. Oh my gosh! You think Coach Venables will have one of those? Um, I, if it passes, whenever the vote is, his next media availability, he'll have one of those, um, 
Mardi Gras necklaces that has the big weed symbol on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a uh, in a uh, weed hat that you find at a random gas station yeah. in a small town across Oklahoma. Yeah, this this hat is made of hemp. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Good stuff. Uh, Oklahoma on the text line. Yeah, see, look what you've done. Now yeah. it's going to get all political on here. Nice job. Well. Are you going to go vote on it? Weed vote is next Tuesday. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't have doesn't Ohio State already have a big weed drawing on their midfield kind logo, of, Jeff and DFW? Kind of. I've always thought that that Buckeye looks like a uh, marijuana leaf. Well, maybe uh, – Urban Meyer should have smoked more of it to calm down when he was out there. I Well, I've always thought that the amount of Buckeyes you get on your helmet has to do with how many drug tests you failed, not how well, many Well, there's a joke in there made. that I'm not going to explore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's good stuff. Well, um, I don't know. College game day, that'd be big time. Oklahoma, Texas. It uh, better be at OU, Texas, if OU's going to have one next year because – Probably not going to have one for Arkansas State or SMU or any other of the uh, crap home games that they have next year, unless TCU were to be just really good at the end of the year. One of those games is going to be – is actually going to be a good game. I don't know what one it's going to be, but there's going to be a team on our schedule that kind of comes up out of nowhere and puts together really good season. Hell, the maybe pick, it's the Kansas. are slim on that one. Maybe it's KU. We got a game but, day up in uh, Kansas again. Weren't they there last year? Yeah, for the KU-TCU game, right? Yeah, I think so. That's the same week as OU. Think about that. Game day picked uh, Lawrence last year instead of the OU-Texas game in Dallas. In hindsight, thank whoever God. made that decision <laughs> thank God. gets a raise. Nailed it. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Oklahoma City Auto Show, March 3rd through 5th at OKC Fairgrounds. Featuring 2023 cars and trucks, ride in electric vehicles on the indoor EV track. 